You are listening to the Effective Statistician Podcast, a weekly podcast with Alexander Schacht and Benjamin Pieske designed to help you reach your potential, lead great science and serve patients without becoming overwhelmed by work. And today we have episode number 300. I'm really excited about this. And today I will talk about three really important insights that I get and three things that you need to develop to have a successful career. Now, the music. I thought very long about what I should do for this special episode. I was thinking about having a special guest. I was thinking about doing some kind of review. I was thinking about doing something similar with the episode 200 where I had a lot of guests and it was a big show and over two hours long. And then I thought, no, that's not the right thing. I think I need something that is much more personal, that speaks about myself, that speaks about my experiences and all the experiences I have had over many years now. I think there are three important steps you need to take, three important aspects you need to have a look into to become really successful. And I want you to be really successful because I believe that we as statisticians can make a huge impact on the health of this planet. We are a very small group, just a couple of ten thousands, maybe 100, 200,000 people across the globe. There's no definite number, so I can't tell you. These are not a lot of people, but we can make big change. If we step up and if we all embrace these three things that I want to talk about today. I'm producing this podcast in association with PSI, a community dedicated to leading and promoting use of statistics within the healthcare industry for the benefit of patients. Join PSI today to further develop your statistical capabilities with access to the video-on-demand content library, free registration to all PSI webinars, and much, much more. Visit the PSI website at psiweb.org to learn more about PSI activities and become a PSI member today. Welcome to another episode of The Effective Statistician and this is episode 300. I am super, super happy about this. Someone have, would have told me six years ago, you'll have 300 episodes and you will have over 200,000 cumulative downloads and you will have over 5,000 downloads per month. I would have said, you are completely crazy. I looked a little bit into what helped me with this. What helped me to achieve that? What helped me to be consistent with the publishing? What helped me to do the things that really scared me? And I looked into this and I also read a lot about it. And I looked into what makes others successful? What makes others stand out? And 
Today I'm not so much talking about the strategy around this. Yes, yeah, so the leadership, the innovation, the knowledge and the excellence that I very often refer to in this podcast as a strategy to develop your success and have a successful career. I will talk a little bit about what you need to change within yourself potentially and where a lot of us have actually problems or struggle with and me included for sure. There's three things that I want to talk about today that make a huge impact and a couple of years ago I wasn't aware about this. I just couldn't imagine how much they have an impact. But in hindsight it's pretty clear that lots of these things have either helped me or the lack of these have blocked me from my success. So let's start with the first one. The first one is self-confidence. Self-confidence automatically hinders us quite a lot. If, for example, you lack self-confidence, you only set yourself small goals. You can't even think about really big ones. You don't allow yourself to think about big ones. I can remember when I was early in my career and I had my first mentor from the US who was a couple of levels above me and he asked me about what are my career aspirations. And I said, I would really love to be a group leader with really good technical knowledge. So basically having two, three, four, maybe direct reports and doing lots of technical things and these type of things. I was already a couple of years into my career at the time. I had a PhD. I was at my second company. It was a really small goal. Why did I set such a small goal for my career? Yeah, but if you can think about it, my career was still decades long. I set this small goal because I lacked self-confidence. If you only allow yourself to think in small steps, only allow yourself to think small for yourself, you will only get these small things. Yeah, Only the big things. These things are the things that you can achieve and you can dream of and you can think of. And you can write down for yourself as a goal if you're self-confident. There's a really famous quote by Steve Jobs that I always think about. The people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. The people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. I repeat this because I really want you to remember about this. We can change the world. You can change the world. You can do much more than you think. If you're listening to this, you probably have finished a university degree in statistics and biostatistics, any kind of these kind of fields. Maybe you already have a PhD. Maybe you already got your first promotion. You are at the top 
of knowledge about data around the world. There's only very few people in the world that know more about data and how to analyze them and how to communicate them, how to design studies, all these kind of different things than you. And we need you to step up. We need you to step up and change the world. And we can change the world by bringing new medicines to market, by making them available to more patients, by making sure that patients, physicians, regulators, internal stakeholders have the right evidence at the right time to make the right decisions. And that is changing the world. Now you can do even more. You can just learn more, invest more in yourself. You can share your knowledge with others. And that's how we change the world. One step at a time. But don't think about your job as just something small. Through your job, you can do quite amazing things. And do them. Don't say, I'll try. There's another really nice quote that I have in my head. Whenever people say to me, yeah, I'll try. I think about Yoda. Yoda, if you're not a Star Wars fan, Yoda is the senior mentor that helps the hero, Luke Skywalker. And the typical thing in every story you have is this mentor that helps the hero to overcome the challenges. And the hero doesn't believe in himself. And so when Yoda, the master, challenges him to do something, he says, okay, I'll try. And then Yoda stops him and says, do or do not. There is no try. When I first watched the movie, I didn't really understand what it means. Do or do not. There's no try. If you say, I'll try, you basically don't believe in yourself. You don't think you can do it. You'll try it. And then you can say, yeah, I knew it before. It won't work. And that will be a self-fulfilling prophecy. Because you think, you believe you can't do it because of that. You can't do it. There's another Yoda quote about this. Do or do not. There's no try. Decide to do it. To achieve it. Don't write your goals like I'll try to whatsoever. Or think about yourself. Oh yeah, I'll give it a try. No, do it. It's like we see famous sports tag. Just do it. Don't say, just try it. No, just do it. You have a lot that you can stand on. And now I'll give you a quick tip on how to improve your self-confidence. I give this tip nowadays to all my students in the leadership program at the beginning. I found out about this tip a couple of years ago, and I think it's really useful. Start with having a success diary. Every day, note down the three things you are really proud about. And these will not be, I did a phase three submission, or I got a paper accepted, or these kind of big things. 
Majority of the times, these will be small things, and all these small things lead over time to bigger things. Could be something like, I have spoken up in this bigger meeting, or I said no to this request, or I presented in this bigger auditorium. So increase your self-confidence. Now there is one important thing. Don't let it turn into arrogance. I have seen really senior people that are arrogant. They think they know it all. They pretend they know it all. This is the wrong part. Yeah. And this has to do a lot, what I think, with the next really key ingredient. And it's closely related. Courage. Now, Courage is not the absence of fear, but the ability to decide and act in spite of fear. The tagline in my LinkedIn profile is, fear is a reaction, courage is a decision. And this is because I think courageous doesn't mean absence of fear. If you think about the heroes, whatsoever, We very often think about them, yeah, they're fearless. No, the real heroes do feel fear, but they do it instead. They do it despite the fear. And fear comes nowadays in lots of different forms. And it's very often very similar across different people. Yeah? So fear of rejection is very frequent. This is really no surprise given that we are social animals. Yeah? Just think about yourself and put yourself back tens of thousands of years. Alone you will die. So you need to stick with the group. And we fear rejection from the group. We fear rejection from our supervisor, from the peers, from all the other people we work with. That is completely normal. Now, courage is to act despite the fear. One of the really important things that come up again and again in our leadership program, where we help statisticians to become more effective, more influential, and this has nothing to do just with supervisory skills. This is for everybody. Especially junior people stay quiet in meetings because they fear that they will be rejected, that they will not be heard, that they will be laughed at, all these kind of things. They need to develop the courage to speak up. Another problem that I see all the time is that people pick up too much work. They don't say no. And honestly, I have been there. I'm still very often there. I completely get that. Saying no is difficult. You need to have the courage to say no. Otherwise, you'll not be successful. People who set boundaries are far more successful. And people generally understand that you need to set boundaries. Another courage is to make a proposal that is a little bit unusual. Yeah, Something that you haven't been doing before or that the team haven't, hasn't tried before. Another 
real big problem is speaking in front of a larger group. A lot of people would rather die than speaking in front of a big group. Train yourself. Make steps to speak in bigger and bigger organizations, in front of bigger and more senior people. You get used to it over time. But you need to each time find the courage for yourself to speak in front of this larger audience. Another really important thing is the courage to admit you made a mistake. I'm personally not very good at that. I know that and I know it is really important from a cultural point of view that you can learn from mistakes and that only works if people are courageous enough to admit they made a mistake. Have the courage to ask for help. I really learned this when I was traveling to the PSI conference on crutches and with a wheelchair. I needed help very often. And don't know, there's this kind of weird thing in my head that I really needed to face that I needed to ask for help. It is the same thing that I see and hear about younger people very often. And it's also true for most senior people. They don't want to say that they don't know and that they need help. In an earlier episode with Walt Offen, he speaks about this, that being humble and asking for help is courageous. Maybe you need to find your courage to quit your existing job and to find something, find an environment where you can grow, where you are not limited by the constraints, where you're not asked to run really fast with one foot bent behind your back. Quitting a job and going into an uncertain new organization requires courageous, requires courage. If you need any help with that, I can highly recommend that you head over to clevoffective.com. Clevoffective is a network that I started together with two recruiters who really know what they are doing, where we help people to find the new position for them that really fits their needs. And this is not just another kind of recruiting stuff. This is really targeted to statisticians, data scientists, programmers, and everything is reviewed by me. So I really make sure that the right people go into the right jobs and there's no hassle in terms of you get asked whether you're interested in a job that is really no fit for you. Okay, quick side note. Be courageous to be more out there. Be courageous to post on LinkedIn to make you more visible. Be courageous to delegate more. Lots of people fear that things will go south and don't trust the other people and whatsoever, or that it is their job to do these kind of things. No, delegate something. As a supervisor, especially as a supervisor, find the courage to provide feedback. Of course, provide a lot of supportive feedback, but also provide the feedback to correct unhealthy behavior. 
We do a lot of things out of fear. Or we refrain from doing many things out of fear. So you first need to understand what is the fear that's holding you back. Reflect on current of situations in the past days, in the past week, where you said, oh, actually, I should have done something differently, or I should have acted, or I should have spoken up, or I should have grabbed this opportunity. What was the fear that was holding you back? Another Yoda quote, named must be your fear before banish it you can. Named must be your fear before banish it you can. So, like Luke Skywalker, understand what is the fear that holds you back. Now let's step into the third aspect. And that is your intrinsic motivation. Why do you come to work every day? Yes, you need to get paid and all these other things. But what really drives you? I had an aha moment when my little son asked me about, Daddy, what do you do at work? He was five years at the time and I needed to condense it down to the most basic, most important thing. I needed to think about it for a couple of seconds and then I said, Daddy works for a company that helps sick people to get healthier. I learned a lot more about my intrinsic motivation through the sickness of my mother, the diseases of our kids, where I wanted to make the right decision and of course looked into the data, the studies and so on and was really frustrated about the situation. A situation where even I, as an expert, not surely a medical expert, but a data expert, couldn't understand the data or couldn't follow the data or the data was just not there or the data was really, the data wasn't appropriately communicated. So I understand that that really helped me to understand, okay, My motivation is to provide the right data at the right time, the right format, so that people can make good decisions. Internal stakeholders at companies, regulators, payers, physicians, patients, their caregivers, all of these, all these different stakeholders need the right evidence at the right time in a format that is helpful for them. And we statisticians, play a central role in this. We are the multipliers. We can ensure that the right data in the right format is at the right place at the right time. We can train others so that they can communicate it well. We can deliver it in useful formats so that it can be easily further communicated. And yes, this is very often not a table. We can Make sure that in early clinical research, we have the right information to kill a product, kill a molecule that will not be worth further investing in. We need to be good in providing the right information so that we have the right decision about the dose, or whether we move forward in phase two and how the clinical study look, should look like. 
that we have enough information about the safety aspects that we can show, yes, we are safe enough. We can understand all the rare events here. We understand the frequent ones and how we can communicate these, all these kind of things. We have all the right information in the right format for regulatory approval, of course. But also so that we have enough data so that payers, being it insurance companies or sick funds or national payers, that they have the right information. Another big area for me is all the different people that talk to external stakeholders like medical scientific liaisons, sales reps, key account managers. They talk to really important stakeholders outside. Let's make sure that they understand the data and that they have the tools to communicate the data appropriately. And lastly, let's make sure that when physicians and their patients and their caregivers discuss about the different treatment options, that they also understand what is the right evidence. So this is for me really big intrinsic motivation. It doesn't necessarily need to be for you, but I know for lots of us statisticians in the industry, that is probably a variation of this. What else drives you? What are the things that really you value? What are the things that you are proud about? What are the things that you will be want to be remembered for? What are the things that you talk to your parents, your friends, your kids about that make you proud? This will help you to understand what is your intrinsic motivation. And if you have the right intrinsic motivation, you can step back into this and from there you can take the courage to act. You can think, I really want to make sure that we have the right data. This is my motivation. So that's why I have the courage to speak up and say, hey, we need to do something different here. Or you can speak up and say, no, let's don't do the study. This will not help us. Let's invest into something else. Or let's make the communication of our data more accessible, more understandable. And every time you find the courage, write it down. This will build your confidence. And then you will grow. You will personally grow. Three things. Understand your intrinsic motivation. Build your courage. And build your self-confidence. This was episode 300 of the Effective Statistician. I'm super stoked about this and I very long thought about what is the right content for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was something that really helped you moving forward. If you love this episode, if you love other episodes, please tell others about it. Sharing is caring. Post about it on LinkedIn. Share it with your colleagues, with your friends. And if you post it on LinkedIn, feel free to tag me. I'll definitely reply. I'll definitely get back to you. I always love talking to listeners. I have 
met lots of different listeners at the PSI conference and afterwards, please reach out. I want to build this community of statisticians that make a big difference in our industry and with that in our world. So we can change the world. This show was created in association with PSI. Thanks to Rain and her team at VVS who help with the show in the background and all of them are fundamental to the success of this show and I would never ever have reached 300 episodes without them. And a special thank you for listening to this episode and many others. Thanks so much. I'm doing this for you. Reach your potential, lead great science and serve patients. Just be an effective statistician.